Welcome to Getaway Car, the podcast hosted by two sisters discussing all the amazing places we've been lucky enough to travel. I'm Beanie. And I'm Katie. Join us each week as we break down each stop on the road trips we've taken. We'll tell you about all our favorite places, funny stories, mistakes we made, and everything that happens on one of our road trips. We'll make recommendations and ask for yours. Join us in the Getaway Car. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Getaway Car. This week's episode, we left Glacier National Park with tears in our eyes. Yeah. And we progressed across Montana, and we decided to make an impromptu stop in the unfortunately named town. I'm going to spell it B-U-T-T-E. We but. Had, <laughs> we had a lot of guesses as to how this was pronounced. We went through pretty involved discussion about butt or... Butte. Butte or butte or butte. Butte is my or, favorite, yeah. for uh-huh. sure. I think we were... I remember that we were overtired. And so we giggled about this like five-year-olds for a long time, a really unnecessary long time. And then we called my husband and told him all of that and giggled about it again. I think he contributed a fair <laughs> yeah. amount to the discussion <laughs> too, true. though. His maturity level is about on par with ours. It's true. We had a very long involved discussion about the pronunciation of this town. And I think we've looked it up and it's actually Butte. Butte. Yes. Because we, we didn't like... want to go through the whole episode and pronounce it wrong because yes. the citizens of Butte would come after us. Yes, but... That being said, I like Boutte better. I think Boutte is much funnier. Like, hey, I live in Boutte, Montana. Yeah. What anyway. would people from Boutte be called? Bouteans? Booty Havens? I don't know. Booty Havens? <laughs> Booty Havens Bouteans. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, so we stopped there for dinner. Yes. And we went through the Taco Bell drive-thru because we're classy people like that. And hey, Taco Bell is cheap when yeah. you're on a budget. We've also mentioned like a lot of our food on road trips, especially between stops, is room temperature food. So we'll have bagels or like trail mix or crackers or cookies or whatever. So every once in a while, even if it's just something off the dollar menu somewhere, just to have hot food makes a really nice change. Yeah. We went through the Taco Bell drive-thru, had a Taco Bell staff member who was so enthusiastically excited about serving us that we made note of it in our road trip journal. Yeah, props. I guess we were the most exciting thing to happen all night. And he was very excited. Um, He did check my ID, which was awkward and weird. Had to like hunt through the trunk for it because it had been that long since anyone had asked me for it. Yeah, we actually Um, had a really hilarious conversation because Katie read that in the journal and I was like, why on earth were they carding you at a Taco Bell? (laughs) And I think it's because we paid with a credit card, not because we were trying to buy alcohol. Yeah, I just had this moment of like, wait, do they serve alcohol at Taco Bell? (laughs) I don't believe so. Maybe they should. Hey, I'd like some Taco Bell and some tequila, please. Hell yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so literally, bare feet in the middle of the drive-thru, getting out of my car and rummaging through my trunk trying to find my ID. That was was our our butte All class, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we just hung out in the parking lot and ate our dinner and made fun of a very, very ugly fountain at the McDonald's next door. And then we were on our way and camped at our KOA. KOA, our notes about it, it has cushy grass. There were goats (laughs) next to the campsite. Apple-themed decor in the bathrooms. And fold-down benches in the shower stalls. Yeah. I mean, we've said before, we just write down, like, enough to trigger our memories of it. And Apple decor, apparently, is what stood out. (laughs) Well, also, the fold-down benches in the shower stalls, I definitely can see writing that down as a vital Oh, yeah. That's legitimate. Because, I mean, anyone who's been camping, you know that the the restrooms at a campsite are just a roll of the dice. You either, you might have hooks, you might not have hooks. You might have a chair or a bench to put your stuff on, you might not. You know, so it's just sort of... A free-for-all, so it's exciting when there's benches to put your stuff on. Yeah. Exciting enough that we made note of it in our KOA yes. panel and said, Benches yep. and apples. Benches and, and goats. apples. And goats. <laughs> the next morning we got up, we went to Craters of the Moon. Craters of the Moon National Park. Yeah. 
I think it's a national monument, actually. Is it? I believe so. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Na- National Monument and Preserve. Oh, okay. So I don't know what they have to do to like bump it up to park status, but they haven't done that yet. Whatever. Maybe it it's not big enough. I don't know. I was surprised when we looked back at this map to see how small it is scale-wise. I, having been there, I thought it was a lot bigger than I, it actually is. I think the area, like the lava flows, is much bigger than yeah. the paved section that you can actually explore. Yeah, that's fair. But, so, Craters of the Moon. Mm-hmm. We arrived. It's it's really funny. Like you pull off of the highway, and like it's right there. It's just like spread out in front of you, and it's mm-hmm. like you've arrived at literally on a different planet. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's a very alien landscape. It's so unlike anything else I've seen. Yeah, there's like a loop that goes through this part of the park. So we did the whole loop and like a couple of the offshoot trails. It's pretty small, so you can do the whole thing in an hour or two. But they have all these different trails through the park that go to different formations and like different types of craters and lava forms and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it is cool that like each section of the park is a different type of lava flow and a different thing. There's a section, I can't remember what the first section was, but it was that like flatter. That's North Crater Flow Trail. Yeah, so those are like the lava flows. So it kind of flatter and then the wrinkles in the flat Yeah, it looks like someone took like a big lava blanket and threw it over the landscape and then wrinkled it up. Yeah. That's very bizarre. It is very bizarre. So that's like the first thing you see. That's one of the, like the, the trails that's right near the entrance of the park. And there's a little tiny loop and you can go through and see all the wrinkles and everything. Mm-hmm. A little further into the park, the next one I think we did was the Devil's Orchard Nature Trail. Mm-hmm. That one's more like what I picture for like volcanic formations. Like very yeah. jagged, very rough, very... And they're tall. Porous. They're like, yeah. I think going from the lava flows, which were like flat ground to the Devil's Orchard, which was spiky formations above the earth. How tall would you say they were? Way taller than us. I yeah. Mean, I would say 20, 30 feet maybe. maybe yeah. Maybe more. Probably. Yeah. So it was interesting, an, an interesting switch to go from a flat, wrinkly land of a lava flow to like the spiky Devil's Orchard section. Yeah. That trail like goes through all of these different jagged formations so you can take pictures of them in the background and kind of get a sense for like how big they are and you can get a little better sense of the scale. Mm-hmm. This was one of the first parks where we're, there's actually other people in our photos. We didn't yeah. have to park to ourselves for a change. <laughs> so weird. Um, so there might be some random strangers in our photos for these ones. And then one of my favorite parts is they have these little signs along the side of the trail. It's like, please stay on the paved trail. And mm-hmm. what they tell you when you go in at the very beginning is, yeah, you have to stay on the trail because if you don't stay on the trail, you step off of the trail, it can actually like collapse out from under you and you can fall into a sinkhole and die. Yeah. And they're very clear that any bus could collapse if you step on the wrong spot. So there is a paved trail through the park and you don't step off of it. Yeah. And I guess actually is like some of the bigger features of the park are actually caused by those collapses Mm -hmm. so one of the big sections is big sink in the caves Mm -hmm. and those are actually formed by lava tubes lava tubes so i guess when this huge mass of lava moves through a place the outside shell of it tends to harden and cool faster than the inside Mm -hmm. and so you end up with this hard shell and then all of this liquid lava like moving through through it it, yeah and so like eventually a lot of that liquid flows out and you're left with just this hard shell of hardened lava rock yeah and so eventually a lot of them end up collapsing yeah the weight of the top of it just like collapses in on itself and so you end up with these huge caverns with the tops collapsed in and they like lead into these like long tunnels and caves and stuff and that's some of the features of the park is you can actually go down inside some of these lava tubes and explore 
Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. But if you want to go into the caves, which I thought was a really interesting thing and I had forgotten about until we pulled out our literature from this park, is you have to get a permit to go into the caves that basically certifies you haven't been in other caves. And the reason for that is because they have bats in these caves and they're concerned about the bat population there and they're dying off because they're getting cross-contaminated with other parks. Yeah, like people, human beings are bringing in contaminated equipment and like yeah. clothing and supplies like and bringing disease and from other places. Yeah. So they give you this little, uh, like a flow chart of have you done the following things? And it's basically, have you been in a cave or mine since, you know, a certain year? Have you, you know, do any of the items you have with you, have any of those been in a cave recently? And then you agree, I won't bring anything into a cave that has been in another cave. And then they give you a little stamp that says you're allowed to go into these sinkholes and caves. Yeah. And if you do have any equipment, like a lantern or climbing equipment or shoes or whatever, you have to sign off that it's been properly cleaned Yeah. between your last cave visit and this cave visit. And we were like, that's intense. And we, yeah. thank God we haven't been in any other cave. Yeah. But it was really cool. I'd, I'd forgotten about it. But once you saw that pamphlet, I was like, I do remember having that conversation about the bat population and not bringing exterior germs into the, the caves and sinkholes. I know, which is something you don't really think about, like walking into a cave that like you yeah. could actually like harm the things living in it. Yeah, you can mess but, up the ecosystem. So don't do that. Don't do that. Um, if you're going to go caving, make sure all of your stuff is clean. Is that spelunking or is spelunking only if it's water? I think it's spelunking. I don't know. I couldn't remember because there's like underwater caves. I thought that was spelunking, but I don't know I what like spelunking was all into. caves, but I'm not positive. If you're a spelunker, please <laughs> let in. us know. Yeah. <laughs> But so anyway, so some of these caves that we got to go into, um, there's a couple on the map, uh, like Dewdrop Cave, Beauty Cave, Boy Scout Cave, Indian Tunnel Cave. Some of them actually have like a little like staircase that goes down into the cave itself. And so you climb down the staircase and then there's all these rocks everywhere and you can climb down further into the cave and take all these really cool pictures. So we have some that we'll post to our Instagram, but it's really, really cool. It is cool. And it was just so cool to see all the different formations from the top and then actually go down inside and see like what they look like underneath you can see like the underside of like the shell where the roof used to be and all that kind of stuff yeah you can tell it was a cave that collapsed like you go down and it literally looks the way a building that's been torn down looks it has all those like crumbled pieces down in the center that you yep. have to climb over it's very cool yeah so there's some really cool pictures of that we'll post those I think the last one of the last ones that we saw was the big sink overlook which is like this huge 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 lava tube that collapsed and it's just massive and you, that one I don't think you can climb down into. It's just like an overlook where you can look down into it. Yeah, that's where you um, see all those signs kind of that thing. are like, warning, danger, don't step off the path, don't go near this. Yeah. Don't go too close to the edge because it can continue to crumble. Yeah. We were talking actually, we were going through like their brochure to kind of refresh our memories and we were looking at all the photos that they have, examples of the different formations and stuff. And it's similar to the signs in the park. I remember being kind of irritated. All of the photos that they use for education are from like volcanic activity in Hawaii. Yeah. And we're like, well, that's really weird. Like you have a whole park right here full of all of these different types of formations. Why wouldn't you use photos from this park? Like yeah. that would be so much more interesting to me if you were like, hey, here's an example of a lava tube and you can see it right here. Right. You know? Yeah, um, we were like, what did they go on Google and image search this? Like, you have a park right. right here. Why don't you just use park photography? Right. Like, and, the, and they were like, oh, here's an example of a spatter cone. And we're like, you literally have a spatter cone, like, literally 50 <laughs> feet away. Like, why wouldn't you use a, that picture? Yeah. You know, I'd be so much more interested and so much more engaged if you were like, here's what you can see in the park. Here's these different examples. Right. And so I remember being really irritated about that at the time. It just seemed It seemed very, so lazy. Right. Yeah. Like, whatever park you was put in charge of that, like, just like downloaded. <laughs> 
some stock photos off the internet and was like, oh, well, Hawaii, whatever. People mm-hmm. won't notice. Close um, enough, yeah. And apparently I horribly misjudged this park employee because I was going back through the brochure and realized that in this particular park, apparently there hasn't been any active volcanic activity in 2,000 years. Yeah, so I think we can forgive them for not having updated photography yeah. from so like, park. Yeah, if you want a picture of an active spatter cone, it's not going to be from Greater of Right, Moon. yeah. They were just like, here's an actual good updated recent photo of what this would look like because okay. it hasn't happened either for 2,000 years. Yeah. So Which I, is fair. Yeah. But I really wish they had said something like that at the beginning or like posted yeah. it on the sign. Like, you know. We use these as examples because it hasn't happened well, here or, or something. Or just like something like there hasn't been any volcanic activity here for 2,000 years. Because then yeah. like that, everything else would make sense. Yeah. I didn't there. realize it was that long ago yeah. until, yeah, we looked it up later. Um, but yeah. So I apologize to the park employee that I have been yes. mentally judging for years. Yes. Brad, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So in that context, it is actually really cool that they took the time to you know, yeah, find, find comparison photos from active volcanoes and active volcanic areas. Yeah. Right? But it was really cool. And it was very educational, even though at the time we were very annoyed by it. Yeah, we were just like, come on, Brad, get it together. So yeah, like towards the end of our stay there, we were kind of running out of steam. I had forgotten about this until we went back through our journal, but we were actually both sick this day. Yeah, I had completely forgotten about it. Like a glacier, I don't remember being sick at all. I think we were feeling fine and then maybe we just like didn't sleep well or we both came down with something. Yeah. But we had like miserable, miserable head colds. Yeah. And like trouble breathing and wheezy and sniffly and just gross. Just general misery. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, we wrapped up a little earlier than we would have otherwise, and we didn't do all of the trails and all of the exertion that we would yeah, have normally. Exactly. Um, I do remember though the one the one thing I I remember from that park, like coming and going, all of the the ground there is covered with black sand material, mm-hmm. which I think is why it feels so alien. If it's sand, you expect it to be sand colored. Yeah. And so for it to be like that kind of grainy black rock feels very alien. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was a really, really cool park, monument, and preserve. Yes. I'm really glad that we did it. It was, like, it's small. It's definitely doable in a couple hours, but it was well worth, like, the detour and the drive. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did see some reviews online. Like, somebody posted, was, yeah, it's hard to take good pictures, and it wasn't really very exciting. Like, it's all kind of monochromatic and... But like, I guess, but I mean, the, there's I, some like really cool rock features, like if, especially if you take a picture of them against the, the blue sky, you can get some good shots. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, like that I enjoyed it so much. And then somebody else was just so like, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It reminds me, we should talk about the subpar parks Instagram account yes. because it is hilarious. Whether you, I mean, we love national parks, obviously, but we also appreciate some really good satire. And there's this account on Instagram. Instagram called Subpar Park. And what they do is they look up one star reviews of national parks and they make these posters out of them. So there will be one of the ones I just looked up was for Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Yep. And it's just drawing of bison in a field. And the caption is not a lot of attractions at this park. Or like somebody posted one for arches and it was too orange. Yeah. Like like people are ridiculous. I think we read one where it was like a review of this gorgeous, amazing national park. And it was, uh, no one told me there was no Wi-Fi. Yeah. And you're like, what? That, yeah. That's your takeaway from this national park? There Just was no Wi-Fi? things that people say about, you know, <laughs> too whatever. Too many trees. Yeah, too many trees or like too much sand. Like it's just so hilarious and 
people it will always, complain about anything. Yeah, it always makes me laugh. So go follow Subpar Parks. I don't know who runs that account, but it's incredible. It is really, really funny. We enjoy it a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's Craters of the Moon. Mistakes were made. Getting sick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's a mistake. It just wasn't fun. It just happened. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, we tend to keep a good stash of like over-the-counter meds with us to be prepared for any situation. So like. Yeah, just um, your basics. You know, so we had everything that we needed, but. Maybe tissues. Bring more tissues. Yeah. Like we always had some, but maybe have more <laughs> and more accessible. We, uh, well, we did We did have to like hunt for them, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those like we'll shove this in the back of the trunk or something in case we need it. And then we had to go find it. But yeah. I mean, it's not really something we could have prevented, I don't think. But yeah. Fair. Yeah. Being sick. I, it's funny because I thankfully I clearly didn't impact us long term because I had completely forgotten about it until we went back and looked but I do remember that day especially near the end of the day yeah like we hit some caves and stuff that we were like oh I don't want to climb up again or I don't want to go down another set of stairs because we were so winded but yeah yeah I I don't I don't think there's any other mistakes for that park do you no I think it was a good experience yeah it was great highly recommend and clearly we recovered pretty quickly because I don't remember feeling sick the next day either yeah I think it was a and an accessible park. The whole thing is a paved trail, as we said. So I Yeah, mean, that's true. It's totally accessible. So very cool. So next week, we'll be talking about a couple other stops. We're <laughs> going to be talking about our haunted experience next time. Yeah. Uh, we've got to have at least one of those per road trip, right? <laughs> so if you're into ghosties and ghoulies and long-legged beasties. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> Things that go bump in the night. Yeah. Then join us next week. Um, until then. Enjoy your ride in the getaway car. Bye. Bye.